Hey everybody, this is Ashley. And this is Aaron. <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> we get this out. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's mini-sode of A Perspective. Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm A-A-R-O-N-J-O-N. Let me stop. I was trying to do the Ashley thing. I'm Aaron. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> they call me A-A-R-O-N-J-O. I'm Aaron. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. (laughs) Yes. Hey, (laughs) guys, thanks so much for joining us another week. We appreciate it as always. As you can see, we are hype and ready to bring you guys a great new mini-sode. Welcome. Welcome, yes. And of course, you know, it's because we are talking about dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. I I do this every time, but... uh, I get it now. I hear it yeah. when you do it. <laughs> Man, I've tried so hard. I've tried so hard to make sure that I'm doing the right beat when I do the game because that's how I hear it, but whatever. So, yes, we are back and we are ready to talk about season three of the game. And I'm excited because this is another favorite season of mine. Season three has so much from mm-hmm. emotions to great comedy to more great music. Like, this is when the budget really got better, okay? <laughs> yes. Like, we are playing in the big leagues in season three okay bitches are singing rihanna so big league money okay (laughs) so let's go (laughs) y'all forgive my foolishness i again the game always makes me hype if y'all can see the smile on my face right now anyway so let's go ahead and i do want to agree with you though i do think that this third season to me was a good balance of all those things you said i think it is i think it is number one for me but We'll see. Season three is number one for you. Didn't I, I said the last one that season two was my favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, man, I don't know. You know, after rewatching some of the episodes of season three, I don't know, man. Season three. Ah, anyway. All right. Let's go ahead and get things started <laughs> with Derwin and Melanie first. Okay. So let's just run through them because this was a great season for them. Okay. This was, ah, season three. Okay. Sorry. I'm, see? Season, season three when you get into yeah when you get into the melanie and derwin uh <sighs> that, that that tango that they do lord have mercy so, frustrating. so and starts off frustrating because let's go ahead and jump off with the how season three opens for melanie and derwin as you guys remember season two ended with melanie realizing that she was still in love with derwin and she was going to get her i'm also what like <sighs> all right So as you guys can remember, season two ended with Melanie realizing that she was in love with Derwin and she was going to get her man and let him know that she loved him too. And boom, what happened when she got to that door? And and no, and no. Okay. What happened when she got to that door? She got boomed because as we found out also in season two, Janae is pregnant. Uh, you know what? Janae is the ri- original condola. Okay? Canola oil. <laughs> Janae is the original. Co- oh, my goodness. These bitches, man. And it, mm, sorry. These females, <laughs> man. <laughs> I just get so upset. And it's not their fault, of course. Like, she didn't make herself get pregnant. But it's just like the time and be like, damn, really? Same thing. Oh, my God. It really is the same thing. Anyway, but we're talking about the game and not insecure. So, yeah. So, Melanie now finds out that Janae is pregnant and she immediately goes into defense mode. Like, nah, tinkle, tinkle. We're going to make her tinkle. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> tinkle, tinkle. And, what, and if you watch the show, you would know. So, Melanie is convinced or trying to convince herself and Derwin that Janae is not really pregnant. And so she gets, well, she gets Derwin to have her take a pregnancy test. Janae ends up taking multiple pregnancy tests. 
they all end up coming back pregnant. So, but Melanie says she's going to stick it out with Derwin anyway, you know, but we, we get this very emotional scene at the end of uh, that first episode where, uh, doesn't no air come on again? I'm pretty sure no air comes on again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Melanie is walking out the door, you know, holding it together for Dur- Derwin. But when she gets in that hallway, she just breaks down and you cannot help but just feel for her because it's like, damn, like, <sighs> they just can't catch a break. So anyway... So season three, throughout all of season three, we are dealing with Melanie, Derwin, Janae, baby mama drama. Let me not say baby mama drama because really she's not the one who is bringing the drama. Um, You know, as you said, we're dealing with Melanie and her insecurities. Yes. And and that's very true. Like throughout this season, we see how insecure Melanie is about the fact that Derwin has gotten Janae pregnant and Janae is going to be the first one to have his baby and not her. Um, but I mean, can we, I, I understand Melanie. I guess I, you know, I sympathize with her in that I could see how difficult that would be, which is pro- probably why I could never be in that situation. I mean, it's a little different for me anyway, but I don't know if I could be back with a dude who got another girl pregnant and I thought we were meant to be. Oh my God. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway. I, I mean, I can sympathize with Melanie, but can you see what, I mean, did you see where she was coming from? Or how did you feel about Melanie's actions throughout season three? Okay, if you're asking me about the entire season, Ashley, Melanie annoyed the fuck out of me. Let me use better language. I mean, I've said it before. <laughs> I wrote down, Melanie was delusional, especially at the start of season three. I wrote down, insecure Melanie is trying to prove she's just as important. I'm pretty. Your baby mama ugly. Like, <laughs> Yo! I wrote down. I uh, get so frustrated. Melanie one, your yes. baby mama zero. Yes, like it just shows up so many times. I wrote down. I get so frustrated with Melanie trying to win something she already has, but can't see it. Like and Derwin feeling bad. Come on now. Yeah, yeah but I we did, okay. That, those are my general thoughts. Melanie annoyed me so much. There were so many times I just kept saying, "What." Yeah. I mean, I've said that before. I've had arguments with a certain associate of ours that I'm not going to put out here on this podcast, but she tends to think that Derwin was the only one that was wrong throughout all of this or whatever. Oh, and no, I just was, cannot but... see how... I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't wrong, but Melanie played a part in it too. Like, I just feel like, you know, there were there were times with Melanie where I just felt like if she could have been less of a brat, and I, and I feel like I can say this because I have seen that in myself where I can be very brat-like and that tends to not get me what I want. <laughs> like, sometimes you got to change your perspective and it'll change your outcome. And that's what Melanie should have been doing, like, a lot of times. But we do get to see her change that perspective, though. So let me get back to them in season three. Um, Throughout season three, we see them go through a back and forth. Uh, You know, one minute they were together. And then when Melanie decided she just couldn't take being... She couldn't take what Durham was trying to do with Janae. She was getting upset that Durham was going to appointments with Janae. She didn't want Durham to speak on the fact that, uh, you know, what Janae could eat and what she couldn't eat, like... There were just, there were times through it that we saw that she wasn't handling this well. So she decided to leave. She goes on. She's doing her own thing again. She's back in med school, uh, med school, had to ask her parents for some money because she won't get in that white coat. And we see that she starts to do her residency and she starts sleeping with Dr. McCotty, but also trying to grow as an individual, dancing and emphasizing and that was that season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, she had to ask yeah. her parents for the white coat because Derwin didn't want to cough up the money because he was afraid that he wasn't going to be able to provide for, you know. For that baby. For the Ooh. baby and that girl and that woman. Listen. <laughs> um, because Who, he you know what? got into a fight with Jerome. Remember? It's, it's... Yes. Yes. Who was wrong in that situation? What you, between who? That's a good question from that. Was there, what was anybody wrong in that situation? I don't think Melanie was wrong for going to her parents. I don't think... No, no. I'm uh, talking about her feeling the type of way towards Derwin, though. Oh, I mean... Do you think Melanie was um, wrong for feeling some type of way toward Derwin about his decision with not paying her way through... I mean, not paying for her to get her white coat? No, I don't think Melanie was wrong for feeling some kind of way based on what he was using as his rationale. Like, to me, I could understand why she slightly felt that way, but I could see where he was coming from. Derwin's just too... (sighs) <sighs> this is not a good spot for everyone to be in. It's really not. And 
excuse me, what I, I was just, I mean, what I, I was about to say, or something that I took away from season three is that even though Derwin's heart was in the right place, he didn't communicate well and he didn't, he didn't handle it well. And I think it was because he didn't know how to handle it himself. Because even when we see him get back with Janae and definitely still having feelings for Melanie, it's like, dude, you can't keep like, you just got too many emotional ties in your life. I don't know. Like it was, it was the way, I don't think he knew how to let it go, you know, and try to be the good guy that he wanted to be. That's what it was. He was so busy trying to be a good guy. To everyone. And he was just, to everyone, but, trying to please everybody, and you can't do that. No, trying to do the right thing, yes, and be a good guy to everyone. With people that don't, that they're, that they don't, they don't connect. Melanie and Janae don't have the same priorities in life, so they don't, it, it, it wasn't going to work. Right. I agree. He also was okay. using Janae as oh, a back, sorry. he was also just backsliding with Janae, too, and I think that was a part of the, okay. the struggle in being fully committed to giving her all that she wanted when those moments of uh, him and Melanie interacting, like those moments with him and Melanie were like flickers to me, or were like little lights being shown as to why he fully couldn't commit to Janae in the way that he wanted to. Mm. What Hill Harper say? What the hell tell him? That was a really good episode. That was a really good episode. When you go back and watch it, because I remember at first it was like one of my least favorites, but yeah, Hill, Hill was saying some real shit. And it, it was something that Derwin needed to hear. So for those who don't maybe don't know what we're talking about, um, we find out at a point during the episode when Derwin decides to get back with Janae and make the family work that uh, Hill Harper is Janae's ex-boyfriend. And so she had lunch with him and Derwin was all, uh, Derwin was all jealous, of course. And so he goes to confront Hill and Hill has this like man to man talk with him and basically lets him know, like, you need to, pretty much you need to get your shit straight. Like you need to figure out where you want to be, like where you really want to be and stop dragging both of everybody along with this. Like if you really want to be a family or are you trying to play family? Like I appreciated Hill's conversation with Derwin. I thought he needed to hear it. Mm, I thought that what he said was correct. Correct, or needed to be said, or Doran needed to hear it. But when I rewatched it, I don't think he was right for sending Janae what he sent her in the comment that he that he that he attached to it. It was almost Why? like it was almost like it felt like when Doran went to go confront him, it almost felt like he sent it in hopes that Doran would come confront him, so that he could lay the smack down on Doran. I need Doran to hear hmm. this, but there's no way for me to properly deliver it to him. So let me create a situation for him to come to me because I don't know Doran. When you hear him explain his rationale that Janae needs to hear those things and it's good like he wasn't saying that like me saying Ashley needs to hear those things he was saying it like yo you know this girl that I like she with somebody else but she, he ain't t- he ain't he ain't giving her what I think she needs so let me go ahead and give it to her like, I it, mean it, but it, that's the mm-mm. I mean as as that's the risk that you run that's the that's the risk that you take when you're not doing what you're supposed to do that's an everyday thing like there may be a dude out there that uh, is is ready and willing to scoop, to scoop your girl up, sir. Do what she needs. Like, come on. Yeah, but I also think that you could be doing everything that you need to be doing, and still somebody come and take your girl. It's not always about what you do. It's about how the other per. It's about the other person. I I mean, how would they? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm speaking like if if you're doing everything you need to do, then it ain't. I mean, there's no reason for me to go to somebody that. Come on. Now. What can they give me? What can they offer me? Now, if we. Step outside the game. There are real life situations where you know somebody is fully committed to a relationship. They're giving it their all, and they're still being cheated on. They're still being talked down to. They're still being like done dirty. They were the best boyfriend or girlfriend that they could have been in the relationship, only to find out they were being cheated on. You could be doing all that you you can you can be doing all that you think that you need to be doing, and the person not be in a space to receive it. Like, oh, that's true. Mm, that is very true. Okay, right. <laughs> we didn't get off. To, no, I, no, no. You could. That almost would have segued me and Natasha and um, what's the face? But go ahead. I'm, I'm, Oh, this was oh, a good season. Man. <laughs> this was a really good season. Okay, but no, before we get to Tasha and Rick Fox, um, let's finish up with Derwin and Melanie. So again, like we said, that Derwin and Melanie have been on their back and forth. So while Derwin is deciding that he wants to make his family work with Janae, Der- I mean, at, in the beginning, Melanie was trying to get him back. Then, Lord, cut her tire, kick Kelly in the butt, <sighs> just doing all kind of crazy shit, sitting in the back of this car looking like a damn... Oh, Melanie. I want to try to get Derwin back. Okay. 
So they, so when she decides to move on and start dealing with other guys, her and Derwin start to do this thing where, oh, sorry, I missed that. So let me backtrack before she does all the crazy tire cutting and stuff. Her and Derwin were doing this thing where they were quote unquote checking in to make sure everybody was cool. But what Derwin did not know is that Melanie was sleeping around. That, you know, that still just irritates me to this day. Like no matter how many times I watch season three, why are y'all checking in? Like that's to me stupid like I can see you checking in to make sure each other is okay or whatever but you going over there like y'all watching movies y'all y'all basically dating and then but you sleeping with somebody else you don't feel wrong for sleeping with somebody else because you're single but you don't tell Derwin that you're sleeping with somebody else and then y'all are quote-unquote supposed to be checking in and again y'all are single but he feels some type of way that you're sleeping with somebody else like it's just, like I just felt like all of that was messy. Like all of that was just messy to me. I, I just do not understand um, their point of that. But anyway, yeah, so we're past the checking in point. So when Melanie decides to move on and she's not dealing with that anymore um, and she gives Derwin, did she give Derwin a teddy bear? Yeah, she gives Derwin the teddy bear to give to the baby. See, that's the type of shit that Hill was talking about because- Wait, wait, wait. You gonna you sit here and say- Wait, when you said she decided to move on after after um, after the checking in thing? No, she moved on after at some point after Derwin said that, you know, him and Janae was really trying to make it work because remember she showed up um, to his game because she had been trying to talk to him and he was he told her like he's trying to make it work with Janae. So she stopped trying as hard. Yes. And then eventually she came to the point where she was just going to move on and she ended up giving um, Derwin Dr. Grizzly. Okay. Okay. Yes. For the, for the quote unquote baby. And that's what I was about to say. That's what Hill was talking about with that type of shit. Because how can, how how are we um, upset with Hill and not upset with Melanie? Because that, to me, messy. Like, yes, I know Melanie was there and she knows Janae and blah, 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 blah. But girl, don't you show up at this house in the middle of the night with no damn teddy bear? No, no, no. Oh, oh see, now I thought that Melanie was... That was actually all the same episode. Whenever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, that that music, Maxwell man. song. I don't know the, get the real Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it showed. Okay. Yes. But I thought Melanie wasn't. I thought Melanie was coming from a genuine. I thought she was genuinely trying to, like, break bread, make peace, move on from the situation when she showed up. Like, I. Like, we know what happened with the teddy bear. She does not know what happened between Janae and Derwin and the teddy bear. So to me, from her perspective, it wasn't anything malicious. It was, it there was there was good intention behind it. Yeah, I definitely think her intention was good behind it. But even still, like if you want to break bread, this ain't the way. Like you still doing it in an in an emotional way. Like why are you giving him Doctor Grizzly? You know what that means to both of y'all. You could have got that kid anything else in the world, and that's why Janae was so upset with it because it's just there's always gonna be some shit with her and Durin, which we see. But um, so fast forward to, okay, now Melanie decided she's over it. Derwin and Janae break up again. And what does Derwin do right after they break up with Janae? What, excuse me. What does Derwin do right after he breaks up with Janae? Proposes to Melanie. <laughs> and so she's in the parking lot. <laughs> this cheap ass proposal. She in the parking lot. She said, I'm, I'm over it. Like, yes, yes, I still love you. Or I will always love you. But... Okay, and you still ended up saying yes to the ring, which I get it. <laughs> I get it, Melanie. Who knows if I was if if I was in the same boat? Who knows? But Derwin proposes with this small ass ring. Melanie is all embarrassed by this ring. That is one of the most hilarious episodes. Anyway, season three ends with Melanie and Derwin finally getting married. With them going through everything, of course, the day that they get married is the same day that Janae goes into labor. And so while Melanie didn't have the, I guess, perfect wedding that she wanted, I think that the end result in them getting married in the hospital was a beautiful moment. I still like really appreciated that. And with John Legend playing in the background, you can't do no wrong. So, um... Yeah. Did I miss anything about Melanie and Darwin season three? Okay. The thing that I, I feel like, I can't remember if you, if you know the answer to this, but I'm still perplexed when I watch this in season three. The one question that I always walk away with is how did Derwin find out about Mikhati and Mikati? 
Maybe st- he was following her. I'm still confused as to how he found it. And I feel like it was never d- talked about unless it's in those later seasons that I... It was It was brought up in later seasons, but I don't think we ever find out how he found out about McHottie. So that's something... And I'm always... I, okay. Melanie made a comment at the end, right before... Um, Melanie made a comment towards the end and she said... I really am a strong, independent woman, yada, yada, yada. But she said, but for some reason, I just get stupid when it comes to Derwin. Because I kept saying I'm so frustrated by all the things that Mm. Melanie's doing in this episode. Like, in this, well, really throughout, you know, so far the show. But especially in season three, and when she made that comment, I said, huh, is Melanie representative of a smart, intelligent woman who, outside of her relationship with her husband, you know, with her man. Anyway, how digmatized do people really get? Um, I mean, I was actually about to say, like, I feel like we all have one. Like, do we all have one where it's just that one person that you just be boo-boo the fool for? Probably. And and, and thinking that, That's though, tragic. makes me look at the game. <laughs> <laughs> it really is tragic when you think about it, but... You know, yeah. I... I, I it's, okay, we're not going to get into this, but I think it is actually beautiful. I think it's just... <sighs> I just think we all, I, I, I think it is a beautiful thing when you can find somebody that you can do that with. It just is tragic because we always, because we, people sometimes find the wrong person. Someone who doesn't know how to truly honor what it is that you, what, that you're giving them. Mm. Right? Like, you can love anybody. I mean, pe- anyway, I just, I believe that That's that. A good, it, okay. It, you know what? That might be a, yeah, okay. Like, in some ways, yeah, I think Derwin probably. was the right person for her to be that way with because he, in the yeah, way he, he loved her too. And he allowed her to be, and and he, and, and like, I'm, we're looking at the shit that they did is like, what WTF? Derwin right, is and like, she was, I mean, he was boo boo the fool for her sometimes too. Yes, so, I think they were looking at each other's yeah. like doings. As like differently than how we were, and so that's why I think yeah, Derwin like was appropriate to on like to hold that vulnerability for her, even though whatever. Okay, that's all I got for them. Like Melanie, oh, as much as I, as much as oh, okay, as much as Melanie made me so upset in the first part of the season, I felt so bad for her when she found out Der- when she saw Derwin and Janae kiss that night. Remember when um her and uh Kelly were. Yes. I don't know where they in were the parking lot. Yes. And she looked over and she was going to go speak. Oh, that was when she was going to bring the baby stuff. She was gonna yeah. Take, and she saw them kiss. I felt so bad for her in that moment. Just like I felt bad for her at the wedding. Now, I'm I'm not on Team Melanie when it comes to her decision to getting married early and why she wanted to do it and all that. Like, I thought Stupid. that was total BS. Childish. Yes. But once again, Derwin was the right person to hold her in those, like, to carry all her shit. And for her to get to the altar and for it to happen in that way, I felt so bad for her. Like, and then once again, Derwin trying to do the right thing, but not really able to. And he can't see that. <sighs> okay, I'm done with Melanie. He just doesn't go about it the right way. But yes, okay. All right, so let's go ahead. I'm just going to go ahead and get them out the way because <laughs> Jason and Kelly. Actually, you know what? I don't have to get it out the way. Cause... <sighs> hey, what? Let's talk about Jason and Kelly. Okay, so... Let me just say, I am not a fan. I was not a fan of Jason in season one or season two. Um, one, I mean, Jason was always funny. Though He was funny to me in season two. He got funnier to me in season three. One. Two, I will never agree, no matter how many times I watch this show, I will never agree with how Kelly um, let, her, let her mom and her stepfather, whoever he was, come in and take over the way they did in Jason's house. Okay? Nor will I ever forgive her for making Jason tell Brit Brat that they were getting divorced and standing there fucking crying while Brit Brat is telling Jason she hates him. That is not fair. Like, yes, Jason may be the reason you want a divorce, but he didn't want the divorce. I felt like that could have just been handled so much better. I don't have kids, but I would sit my kids down and let them know mommy and daddy are not going to be together anymore because whatever. And it doesn't have anything to do with you. But I just couldn't imagine letting my child hate the other parent, regardless of whose fault it is that we're getting a divorce. I don't know. I don't have kids. So with that being said, oh, before I move on, did you want to comment on? <laughs> no, I, I agree. Yeah. No. Okay. Was- those, yes, those two things really got under my skin. Oh, the, oh no, no. Oh, when the, it came- the latter part. I agree with the latter part. You know, I thought the parent shit was funny. That. Oh yes, I laughed again when I saw Mama ripping up her shirt and and calling the cops. Hmm. I know. Hmm. Don't get me started on how I feel about that. Okay. <laughs> but um, yes. So 
Jason and Kelly season three. I had to get that other part out the way. Very entertaining to me. The first two seasons, like there were some entertaining moments in season two, but season three was good. Their storyline was good. So we pretty much see that they are separated. They're getting a divorce. We see how each of them is handling it. So Jason in the beginning is taking it harder than Kelly. Jason sees Kelly out in the club. She out there dancing. Um, and he didn't throw up outside. Like he is feeling the ways, I guess, about seeing her. Kelly is trying to move on with her life. She still feel the ways too. Like she clearly still lo- loves Jason, but she just cannot be in this relationship anymore. And I get it because Jason, you trash dude. Like, you know, you are accepted, admit it. If you're not going to, you know, do better than just move out of her way. Um, we see Jason trying to pull out all the stops. He didn't bought Kelly all these cars, all these gifts and whatnot. And he's trying to be like this better guy, but <sighs> he's still Jason. I also see, and they, and they showed us a very good example, even though we've seen it multiple times of when you're separated, you should not still sleep with your partner. Like it just, when they slept together at the Malik's wedding reception, we'll talk about that later. It was, you know, it was still messy. Anyway, fast forward to, okay, so they're going through with this divorce. Jason has decided to stop trying and we see Jason meet Camille, which is Stacey Dash, which it just, you know, every time I see Stacy, it just makes me so upset because she's so <laughs> beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, this woman is beautiful, but her dumb ass just makes it ugly. Anyway, so um, Jason oh, starts dating Camille, and oh, cause Stacy in that video, yeah, she talk about video? it. Yeah, it, it makes me think of the video when he took the sunglasses off of her and wiped the tear. Oh, oh man, good moment, good moment. Okay. Yeah, so he's dating Camille. And Camille is actually a good match for him. Like, they have fun together. She understands Jason. And she still she bought her shit, you know? Uh, the issue with him dating Camille is that <laughs> she was introduced to him by Tasha. We'll get we'll get to that later, too. Uh, yeah, I won't even do that now. So, yeah, she was introduced to him about... Uh, introduced to him by Tasha. They start dating, but Kelly is also dating, but we see that Kelly has not taken it well that Jason is not only dating someone, but she's black. <laughs> and Kelly is like, we see this at um, Derwin and Melanie's wedding uh, dinner party or whatever, the celebrate engagement party. And Kelly, yes, Kelly didn't lost it. So when Kelly finds out that Jason is dating someone new, she hurries up and calls her beau Roman over, um, which I did not realize until later on in life that that is Jason. Um, that is called Drogo. <laughs> Cal Drogo. Yes. yes, that is definitely Cal Drogo. Um, that is Lisa husband. Bonet. We didn't even. Bonet, yes. about Jason Momoa back then. Like, no, definitely wasn't. But Roman is Cal Drogo. But yes, so she so much. Uh, like what he he looks better now to me, and I love him tats. Like yes, but he comes over, and so she, in an attempt, I guess, to make Jason jealous, ends up having sex with Roman and unbeknownst to her though it is on camera and so jason sees it he gets pretty upset and he gets up and he peels with camille um huh i said thank you tt oh tt pissed me off on that part like really (laughs) tt really but anyway so later on kelly and jason start to talk about introducing britney to other people, I mean, to their, you know, other halves or whatever, the people that they're dating. Kelly clearly has an issue with it, but just, I guess, doesn't know how to express it. We see at a soccer game, uh, Camille comes to the game with Jason and Kelly is throwing shots the whole time. Even, even said her own daughter won't that interesting, like (laughs) just throwing (laughs) shots just to, you know, because it's under her skin that Camille is there. Uh, Roman shows up out of nowhere, even though he wasn't invited. This upsets Kelly because she was not ready to introduce Brittany to him, but they end up leaving together. And when they get back to the house, there's a whole argument between Kelly and Roman and Brit Brat calls Jason and Jason comes over to be the hero. He didn't whoop um, his, well, he didn't really beat his ass, but you know, they got into it and he pretty much fights. Damn, I keep, I keep forgetting Roman. He fights Roman to make Roman leave the house. And so he ends up staying. Kelly, of course, is the damsel in distress that is so happy about um, this or so appreciative or whatever for Jason. And then the next morning she gets boomed again because she's up making him a little smoothie. And what happens? He gets a call from Camille. 
walks out smiling on the phone with his boo because you wanted this divorce, right, girl? So anyway, as season three ends, we see that Jason is in some trouble for the fight that he got in with Roman, but Jason is released on his uh, on his own recognizance or something, ROR, yes. Jason is released and Kelly is there by his side, you know, trying to be by his side because she's so happy. And who did Jason leave out with? Camille and Kelly is standing there crying and boomed and with egg on her face. Looking just like, like punk mama. Like God Looking damn. just like, yes, man. That cry I actually felt bad for her. I actually felt bad for her because that, that little face she made, it was just like <sighs> like what you know, what can you do? Um but yeah, I think their storyline was good season three. Any anything that I missed? Kelly and Jason? No, so you said you watched this so we watching that Rewatching that that whole storyline with them, I, no, you didn't miss anything with them. I'm just always so confused about people that, like the whole back and forth thing. That must be some real life shit. You want a divorce, you want to move on, but you don't really. But, but like you subconsciously are hurt by the things that they do, but you're out with. It. <sighs> Their whole storyline was interesting to me. I was frustrated at, at certain points. No, nah, it was good. It was good. No, nah, you didn't miss anything. I was trying to think. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I. I mean. Yeah, I, but I'm gonna go. I'll touch on the things because I did talk about Camille and how. Yes. So, um, moving on to. Oh wait, I did pow, write pow, down. Pow, oh. I, you know, the game reminded me in season three. As much as the budget had gotten better, that the game was cheap in a good way, but it was still cheap because that fight scene with Jason Momoa was was not good at all. That felt. Sorry, I wrote that. I was looking at my notes. When I thought about that scene, when I watched that scene again, I said, oh, this reminded me of why the game was so cheap. That and Brit Brat. But, you know, we're not going to talk negatively negatively about a young actress. I am about to say, now look now. Brit Brat's <laughs> acting now. You know. You know. She was. Uh, she remember was when kid, her okay? and Jason popped up on Kelly? Uh, Kelly was in the house dancing by herself and she had put the oh, whipped cream with the in whipped her cream. mouth. And yes. Mommy, you that? I was like, oh. Anyway, Aaron, <laughs> you childish. Okay. <laughs> okay. And lightly before you move, last thing, Monica was on the game in the Hill, Har- uh, Hill Harper episode. She, he was the one that she was yes, on the Hill she Harper was. kiss. So she I, was like, uh, I, I said no tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched this shit too many times, man. Too many times. But yeah, she definitely was. But you know, it was connected to the game. So okay. Um, okay, so I want to move on to pow, 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 because yes. let's talk about Tasha. Yes, so Tasha this season is dating Rick Fox, Rick Fox, and I am loving all of it because, uh, okay, I'm loving all of it because I, I really felt like Rick's love for Tasha was genuine. Mm-hmm. They had a good relationship. It was hilarious because Tasha, I wish Tasha had, I mean, I know for storyline purposes, they had to do what they had to do, but it really would have been nice for them to go a different direction with that and Tasha not try to hide it because had she had not tried to hide it in the beginning, I think things could have went a different way. Um, Side note, when Rick called her a bitch, boy, I was, because it was, she is what she wanted and he was trying to play this role but you know Rick a little slow he don't know like he trying he doing what he think you can do like what he say about where you get your weaves from listen <laughs> Foxy Foxy <laughs> listen they did not have to go in on each other like that but anywho um, so yeah so we see them start to develop this relationship like he's even like she mm, we see Tasha speaking of insecurities because we're talking about Melanie we see Tasha's insecurities with dating Rick Fox like he's a he's a star you know he's um NBA championship games uh well excuse me NBA championship winner Rick Fox like he didn't date it or he she knows he was married to Vanessa Williams right yes Vanessa Williams I don't even know if they brought that up and we find out that uh some who did he date who was he dating before Camille right Camille not okay no Camille no not Camille Jason's he dated he dated Camille right Yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah yes we find out that he dated Camille yes all so Tasha's insecurities really showed throughout this. I guess her feeling like she's not good enough for Rick Fox, but Tasha, you Tasha Matt, Tasha Matt, like as Rick tried to tell her. So, um, 
things are going good for them. You know, she finally realizes that she finally accepts that he really loves her. She didn't let her guard down. And she ends up getting fired from ISM because Irv is a little fucker. But when she gets fired, she thinks that Rick played her. And we get one of the most iconic scenes ever from yes. the game. I'm going to let Aaron talk about it. Because he, Aaron, what did we get? <laughs> it is one of the most memorable scenes in the game history. Take a bow. Tasha walks in thinking she's about to save, she's try, she's about to save Rick's job. Only to mm. be boomed because Rick, um, is it Rick? Not Rick. Um, Irv did a switcheroo and had all the people that were, he, he had, he called all the people into the room that weren't being fired. So Tasha didn't know that. Right. So when she walked in, she was boomed. He asked, Irv asked her to give, Irv asked her to give Rick her parking pass. Mm-hmm. And all hell broke loose. She thought Rick was backstabbing, using her. And she starts singing. How about a round of applause? You know my favorite part from that whole scene. You know my favorite part from that whole scene. It's either yes or I didn't know she could sing. <laughs> they all came. Now it's it's please. Yes, I'm sorry, Earth. not yes. It's please, oh, yes. not yes, please. You're yes. Right. Oh my gosh. That part always has me weak. Please. I didn't know Tasha can sing. They all they can. All can. <laughs> race it. Just race just but Ir- you know what Irv was racist from beginning to end so I'm not surprised oh man yes but that it was definitely an iconic scene so yes Tasha believed that she had been played by Rick and so she sings take a bow to him you know telling him that you put on quite a show blah 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 and Rick the whole time is trying to explain to Tasha that he had no idea what was going on and he wasn't playing with her he- Tasha please I love you oh man Oh my God, Rick. It just had, it's just tugging on all my heartstrings. But Tasha ends up being Tasha. <sighs> they break up. Tasha then bleached all his clothes. <sighs> Tasha. She finds out later from Kelly that Irv had been planning this all along because Tasha didn't get Malik signed. And she finds out that uh, Rick had nothing to do with it. But by the time she comes around and tries to apologize, it's too late. Rick has taken a job in Miami. And Jasmine Sullivan starts playing in the background. Just like a hurricane. Mm, the way you broke everything that goes comes in your way. Something. The way you know. broke anyway, my heart. Sorry, and now I'm left with the pet and ain't after the hurricane. Like what? Yes. Again, the music. <laughs> the music. I told y'all the music in season three. Fire. Um Rick leaves to go to Miami. Tasha is once again heartbroken. So let me back up in Tasha's story a little bit. So when Tasha got fired, Kelly stayed on. And Tasha also thought that Kelly had kind of stabbed, well, she felt stabbed in the back by Kelly for not leaving ISM. But Kelly's trying to explain to her, like, you know, I'm getting divorced. Like, I got my own bills to pay now. Tasha not trying to hear it. So as a part of her revenge, Tasha... (laughs) sets Jason up with Camille and that's how Camille ended up meeting Jason. So fast forward to the wedding, Melanie and Derwin's wedding. Like I said, Tasha and Rick have been broken up. uh, Tasha finally admits to Kelly that she was the one who set Camille up with Jason and Kelly did knock her ass out. I mean, ta-da. What what Kelly say? (laughs) Ta-da. Bitch. Anyway, so, uh, but at the end of the episode, while they, while Tasha's sitting there and Melanie, I guess, and Derwin have gone off to the hospital, we start to hear the intro of, ran into you yesterday. Come on, John. And who but Rick Fox. Mm. Rick Fox comes and sits next to Tasha and says, you know, I heard there was going to be a wedding here today. And I said, I not without me. What did he say? I had to be there or something. Oh, just, oh God. That's just oh, one of the man. moments he came because he thought Tasha was getting married. Basically, that's what we take from it. And anyway, we see them reconnect and we're left to wonder what's going to happen to Rick and Tasha in the next season. So, did I miss anything for Tasha? Um... You missed, I just wrote down one line. It's when she was like, it's the Tasha Mack show. All Tasha, all the time. Oh. When they went to go yep. do the uh, bridal, look at Melanie's wedding dress. Um, mm-hmm. 
Tasha making jokes about Kelly's friend's weight when they went out. She was when she was making fat jokes about her friend. Oh yes, yes, yes. Hilarious. They was going on each other. Um. <gasps> how did we not talk about punk ass Chauncey? <gasps> Dang! Oh punk- my gosh! Yes, I had forgot all about punk ass Chauncey. Punk ass Chauncey was a another memorable line. Um, good episode, funny, Tasha Smith, uh, pow, 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 not pow, pow, um, boom, no, what is hers? Boom, from Why Did I Get Married? She was in it, uh, Malik. Oh, yes, Tasha Smith. I don't, well, Malik at the end well, of the Well, I hadn't pun- got on Malik okay. yet. that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, let's go to Malik. See, maybe I would have talked about Punk Ash Johnson when we talked about Malik, oh. because I was going to talk about how Malik, so in season three, it starts off with Malik has gotten married to Robin Givens. And um, so he puts, it's a it's a fake marriage pretty much to help Robin's career. But Malik is really in love with her. So they they get married. Things don't end up working out. They um, Malik pretty much gets over it. Like he tells her, get out or whatever. Because he's over it. She, because she doesn't feel the same way about him. Yes. And I guess he got tired of that sham. So... Malik starts throwing Malik. Well, I was about to say Malik Wednesdays, but Malik starts throwing these crazy parties at his new crib because mind you, at this point, he's moved out from Tasha. He's now in his own loft. And so Malik just got things popping going on at the house. (laughs) And so let's talk about, I I have to talk about this episode because how can I not talk about this episode? I'm going to put you to bed to bed so one of the teammates i had to talk about clay okay because at one of malik's parties (laughs) um i think this is after him and robin broke up and he was making lasagna one of his teammates clay is there they uh malik puts on put you to bed because that's his song and clay misread all the signs and thought that he could hit on malik which you know is another um another thing that i noticed later okay so in this episode you know malik goes off after dude tried to hit on him or whatever and it ends up like turning into a beef actually in the locker room clay tries to lie and says that malik hit on him but malik records everything that goes on in that loft and so uh, Clay was the one put on blast. So in the following episode, they have a, like a sensitivity. They try to do a sensitivity because Clay is a gay football player and that's not the norm. Um, or at least so they say, but anyway, that's not the norm, um, in the football world. And so, but do you remember when his boyfriend or whatever came to the Sunbeam meeting yes. and it was Clay, you got a boyfriend, but you was trying to hit on Malik. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Something just don't add up about like, what's the, what? Okay. Anyway. And the boyfriend came in there hot and ready too. He, mm, he just knew he was whatever. Anyway, let me not. uh, It was funny and it was frustrating. I mean, uh, that's the whole damn show, huh? Funny and frustrating all at the same time. Of course. But I, oh, look, I'm not even talking into the, um, (laughs) uh, cause I thought Malik was justified in how he felt, but I think there's a, you can't help how you feel, but you can help what you do with those feelings. There you go. That That's exactly how I felt about it. Really Who, Malik? hmm Malik. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, I, I think what made it worse is that the dude tried to lie about it. Like, I think maybe if it had happened and, you know, Malik had put him out the house, like, I don't think Malik would have addressed it again. Also, I wonder if, if that episode holds up it today, you know, because we always talk about that. With that whole little scene that the the team put on in the locker room, I thought that too. But I, I thought mean, that was a bit much. I oh, thought I that laugh. was a bit much. It, oh, I laugh. I don't know. Just I mean, I know it's supposed to be funny, but it's, it's I don't know. Anyway, so it's, yes, uh, you oh you can't watch no old comedies in, can you? Huh? You can't watch old, old comedies. Com- oh, yeah, I could, but I mean, yeah. Oh, listen, I mean, <laughs> I'm me, but I just didn't like that scene. I don't know. I just thought it was too much. I thought they were doing too much. But to each his own. Yeah, so anyway, I just had to address those that episode with Clay and Malik. So uh, fast forward with Malik to... Malik goes through some interesting things this season. He finally meets his father, punk-ass Chauncey, as you mentioned, and learns that he has a half-sister, Poochie. And so Poochie comes to, I guess, stay with Malik because she wants to work on her singing career. And we get another... Very memorable, very epic episode. Because what do you do when you're feeling blue? 
you take them down and pass them around. It's panty dropping time. Oh my gosh, definitely my one of my favorite episodes. I would say that's in the top three for me for season three is panty dropping time. Mm. Also, not only that, the scene that I love this scene where um, Pookie shows up and Pookie read, do his rights pretty much just sit on the couch all nice and calm. Mm. Everybody needs them a Pookie. Everybody needs a Pookie in your life. I need a Pookie. Um, yes, that is one of my favorite. Yes, definitely one of my favorite episodes. Um, yeah. So also Poo- so Poochie, mm, Poochie is, try- like I said, trying to work on her singing career. So we see, Ta- we get some more hilarious lines from Tasha and how, uh, and see her directing Poochie to, to do what she needs to do when Poochie out there in the wind, <laughs> talking about she can't sing in the wind and, and Beyonce can do that. Beyonce can sing in a snowstorm. It, I guess she ain't be- no Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't no Beyonce. I mean, we if we live forever, girl, shut up with them damn things. Um, that song, that, oh my gosh, she got her on my singing nerves. Singing when I go back and anyway, because <laughs> she's not singing, she whining. If we live forever, that no, like she's straining. Anyway, um, but yes, yeah, so. Oh my gosh, another scene that I, oh my gosh, from season three, when Malik was trying to make up with Tasha for the, um, for getting married or whatever, and wanted her to come to the reception, and he brought her that basket, and it was like the, um, the dark, the dark liquor, um, special or whatever, and she was like, Malik, this is so classy, (laughs) ah, Hot, like oh my gosh oh my god it was like Hennessy in there or Cavarsier or something and some hot wings so I don't know but it was oh my god I was just weak anyway so we see Malik um throw the little party for Melanie and Derwin even though that was more for his own benefit than theirs um oh my gosh another hilarious scene uh Malik and Derwin in the elevator watching Melanie try on the dress and he said I ought to drop a 50 Yo. on the floor <laughs> <laughs> and the way he was talking to the little lady in the elevator oh my gosh oh my gosh that scene was hilarious but yeah so Malik was Malik this season um TT was TT definitely gave us some great lines definitely just you know season three was great did I miss anything I feel like I'm missing something maybe I'm missing something from Malik I don't know Okay, so I wrote down. I have to look at the notes of things that I wrote down. We forgot you faked a. That's what's up. That was season oh, I didn't three. Forget that shit. He didn't want no ghetto twins. I didn't forget that. <laughs> oh, I listen. I just I, mm. dancing and emphasizing, dancing and emphasizing. That scene was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized this. I said everything I think about Jason is true, especially like how he treated Kelly. But I do think that Kelly switched up on him. And he's sad about that, so. Yeah, she switched up on him because she got tired of allowing him to treat her that way. Well, he want. I and wouldn't good say for he, her. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, you're right. That, that wording is actually true. He wanted a woman who he could treat the way he wanted to treat them, which mm-hmm. you can judge whether that's good, challenging, or good, bad, or indifferent. But she accepted it. She switched up on him. She did. So I don't uh, know. Malik at the end of the punk ass Chauncey episode when he calls his dad while he's in the elevator. I wrote down that. Was oh sweet. yeah, that yeah. Was, like, if you took the com, this is a big. The game is this. The game was good. The game was cheap, but the game was good. Like a lot of these things, you could take the storylines and put them in a drama, and they would be just as like, yeah, great storylines. Because I- Malik has some serious issues. Tasha has serious issues. That was the whole thing when they were when she was whatever. You realize why therapy is important for some people. I about to say when they went to therapy. Yes. Ooh, that was yeah. Man, I had forgot about that episode. That was pretty deep. Yes, and remember yeah. when she made that low key thing underneath her breath about her dad not being in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, uh, I think you got. Did I miss anything? Life insurance policy argument. I did write that. You know, although I agree with you about the concept of checking in, like what I did like how the ending of that episode. It was episode eight. I like how it ended with Melanie and Derwin deciding to be friends with benefits. Like for some reason, oh, the way yes. they came together. I like that. Um, but they weren't friends with benefits because she didn't want to sleep with them. I mean, he didn't know that. He did. They friends with check in benefits. That don't. Mm. Uh, let's see, Malik. Okay, I thought Mel. Okay, to circle back, I had to look at what I was writing. I wrote down notes in real time while I just said I thought Melanie was being genuine with how she when she showed up and she had the gifts. I wrote down, huh? 
even if you felt like you wanted to move on and be, you know, because you love Derwin, you want to be supportive of whatever was going on in his life. Why the fuck did you need to go buy gifts for the baby? I said that. <laughs> I'm t- like, oh, well, I was more concerned about the grizzly bear. But yeah, that tip, like. <sighs> I didn't get girl, the gifts part. Like, girl. It, it needed. Girl. Because um, Melanie extra. <laughs> you know, it was another hilarious scene at that den- anniversary dinner, engagement dinner. What is her name? But you know, Javon's <gasps> And she showed up. Um, and she jazz. Said, and jazz. She, said she was pregnant. Pause. Everybody looked around. And she said Javon, and everybody. Was oh my so gosh! Relieved. Oh, and what did she say when he um, asked her to marry her? Um, oh my gosh, she had that little outburst. All she, things like are possible. Everything <laughs> is possible. Yes, anything is. Get that girl. Got that ring. Oh, yes. And she showed up. She was still in season four too. Check her out. Um, she was further than season four. She shows up again. Okay. Um, You'll see. We already talked about panty dropping time. And he said, panty dropping time? It's, it's just 10 o'clock. We don't even do it till one. We don't even start till at least one. And he said, what kind of Mickey Mouse operation Mickey are you Mouse. running? Yes. We, that is, listen. Um, Tay, that was a great episode. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, I think that's, that's pretty much it. The game season three was good, man. Every episode, there are some, there are many good takeaways. There are. I mean, listen, it's a classic season. And we hope y'all think it's classic too because we cannot wait to hear y'all's responses, what y'all got to say on the game season three, y'all. We are rolling through. So next time it'll be season four, which I'm not too much looking forward to. I'm going to actually have to watch, watch because yes. I don't remember nothing from season four. On, they got a um, new set. They got a new set. <laughs> they got a new set. I remember, I remember the, the first song that I hear when it, um, when it starts, but that's it. That's it. Um, it start with yeah, like somebody man. getting out of a car or lights and flashing and moving and all that. Derwin getting out of a plane. It was just a dream. Just a moment ago. Yeah, they playing B.O.B. Mm-hmm. We're going to see. Oh, man. Well, guys, we hope that you enjoyed today's mini So We hope to have you back next time for season four as well. Y'all watch along with us. Make sure you comment. Let us know what you thought about some of the things that we talked about today. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? How did you feel when you were watching it? You can let us know all of this on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective. No E at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely appreciate the support that you all show us every week, showing up, showing out, commenting, especially as we're doing these, uh, especially as we're running through the game. So we look forward to hearing from you more and bringing new people into the conversation. So thank you. Yes, we know y'all love the game too. And guys, remember, and guys, we hope you have a great week. So remember, if you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. A Bye. Da-da-da, 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 take a bow. <laughs> Rick Fox. Rick Fox. Man.